Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad. Today we are going to be discussing Spy Family because it wrapped up literally like an hour ago. Two hours ago. Two hours but ago. We, we literally just finished watching it for the first time ever. We had a watch party for the final episode of something. We did, we did. And um, it was a good time. We could hear each other laughing in the background, which was fun. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's great anime is always better whenever you can share it with somebody especially whenever they either enjoy it or absolutely detest it yeah very entertaining i just realized my window's open so there may be some background noise if there is background noise i will get up and close it but i'm in a pretty quiet area so it should be fine yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll so be fine. how's your week uh week was good week was busy there was some pride events happening here in Toronto this week, so I was out and about doing those. I uh, hung out with a friend. I have a lot going on this weekend. This weekend is pretty crazy for me. There's the actual pride parade is happening, and uh, it's also a friend's birthday tonight and tomorrow, kind of like they're having a dinner tonight and then a brunch tomorrow before pride, you know. So. And uh, I was helping out, like, I made a bunch of decorations and stuff, so that's all happening this weekend, so I'm kind of running around like a headless chicken a little bit. Yeah, we're recording early for once, in case y'all can't tell. Yeah, early for us, at least. <laughs> yeah, like, as, as early as we possibly could, so this is where we are now. Yes, yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, Not a whole lot. I've kind of just had a chill-ish week. That's nice. Yeah, just kind of hung out, watched anime that we're not covering that I've just kind of had a hankering to rewatch, kind of getting more or less just prepped and ready to get this damn episode recorded. Because, my God, I've been looking forward to this episode for 12 weeks. Yes, yeah, you've been watching this since the very beginning. This was kind of a, a sneaky hit for you, I feel like. I mean, the second I saw the trailer, I was already invested. But then mm -hmm. after the show started airing and I just got introduced to everything and I saw just the work that Wit and Cloverworks were putting into it, mm -hmm. I got so invested. I have bought all of the manga that is readily available in the U.S. I have the volumes that aren't out yet pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at statues, trying to convince myself not to buy them. Yeah. I've been I've been having a great time. It's been it's been great getting everybody to watch the show. We're gonna have another watch along with everybody in the This is Fine Discord tonight with everybody. It's gonna be a blast. I can't wait. Yes. Yeah. So uh <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's um it's we've already got confirmation for a second season. It's actually a continuation of the first season. Okay, so second core then? Yeah, the Part second two. core starts in October. Yeah, it says, from what I've got on my anime list, it says it's going to be 13 episodes and still a PG-13 like this one was. So Yeah, and at least I already have an idea of where it's going because after episode 11, myself and the rest of the people in the Discord decided to do some sleuthing. And by they, I mean they vicariously through me as I flip through the manga I have on my shelf beside me. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Yeah, super exciting. Oh, I'm so, so excited. excited. So do you want to just jump right into it? Let's do it. So background, the manga was written by Tatsuya Endo. It was published by... Shueisha, and in America, it's done by Viz. So if you have a Viz Media subscription, you can read all of the Spy Family manga up to date in English 
for $2 a month. So highly, 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 if you're a manga reader, checking that out. It is a shonen because of course it is. <laughs> yeah. The run was from March 25th to present for a total of nine volumes available at present. The anime was directed by Katsuhiro Furuhashi. The studio is a dual work between Wit Studio and Cloverworks. Mm-hmm. Wit Studio being known for, hmm, I don't know, Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. The Ancient Magus Bride, and most notably the hit of Ranking of Kings. Mm-hmm. And then Cloverworks, I mean, come on, Dress Up Darling, we're literally coming off the end of Dress Up Darling. And then you've got the disappointments that is The Promised Neverland and Wonder Egg Priority, but we don't talk about those. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The anime has a total of 12 episodes. It began airing in April and literally just wrapped up today. So June 25th of 2022. Yeah, so it, uh, it is a action comedy family vibe fun time. It is a PG-13, same as what the second core in October is going to be. Right now, like we've said, it has literally just finished. So scores and drop rates, all that kinds of stuff are going to change dramatically over the next while. Well, score might not necessarily, but definitely the drop rate will. Um, So right now we're looking at a 9.02 on my anime list out of 10 and a 4.64 out of 8, out of 8, out of 5. I wrote out of 8. I don't know why I wrote (laughs) out of 8. Out of 5. 4.64 out of 5 or a 9.28 out of 10 on Anime Planet. Now I'm questioning all of my maths because of that, but I think that's correct. No, no, that 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 is correct. Yeah, you, okay, you good. Correct. Because I'm like, why did I write out of eight? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, the the show does go far and beyond the scope of I think what anybody expected outside of manga readers. So, nine point two eight out of eight, uh, I'll accept it. <laughs> I think what was happening is that I had already like moved on in my brain to calculating what four point six four doubled was and uh-huh. so i that's where i got the out of eight from but i don't know that's that's what i'm saying anyways but the drop rate is right now sitting at a 24.15 percent that is ridiculously high um and especially compared to the overall score i'm looking at that dropping to around a between a two and a four percent it's just literally that people haven't finished watching it because the the episode dropped two hours ago so next week um, I will update the dropped rate and give it to you. Normally, I only update drop rates at the end of the year when we do our final rankings. But because this one was dropped so quickly, I'll do another drop rate update next week um, when everyone has had a chance to actually watch the episode. And I fully expect this to change drastically by the end of the year whenever we fix the drop rates as well. Mm-hmm. Solely because, again, I foresee this reaching like the same annals of like Jujutsu Kaisen because of how huge this became and everything that kind of happened with it. Mm-hmm. So I fully expected to get down into like the one to zero category to where we're literally getting into minute percentages just because of how massive the show became. Yes. Yeah. There is absolutely a reason as to why I go to two def- decimal places when I calculate the drop rate. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause you've yeah. got things like Jujutsu Kaisen that sit at a 0.02. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what are we at right now? Yeah, it's at, it's at a 
currently it's at a 0.91, or at least that's what it was when I calculated it back in 2021. Mm-hmm. Pretty much ne- like nearly a year, a year ago next month is when I calculated that drop rate. So um, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that has even gone down from yeah, that. I- I suspect with JJK Zero having dropped, it probably gave people an excuse to go back and watch it. Yeah, I feel like with shows that get a lot of hype, you do get that element of people going, well, I'm not going to finish it because people really like it and it's mainstream. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's that crowd of like, you know, like when you really like a band and you and you like them when they have like under... 10,000 listens on Spotify or whatever and then all of a sudden they blow up and you kind of get like a bad taste in your mouth for it. I feel yeah, like I yeah, I feel like that kind of happens with anime as well. Um and it takes a little while for those people to go back and have that almost nostalgia feeling of like oh actually I'm going to give them another it's fine. I'm going to give them another shot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so often I do see things drop further the drop rates when people get over that little bit of like, ugh, why do other people like this thing that I like? And then uh, go back and finish it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, overall arcing plotline, if you haven't seen it, if you've been living under a rock, it is so good. It is about, it's kind of set in the 60s, I would say like early 60s before hippie movement kind of started coming in. Um, but you do have like, like there's a, a Volkswagen van um, a, in there and the fashion feels very 60s. I think, I don't know where it's set. Is it set in America or the UK? It seems very European-esque yeah. art style, but it's a fantasy world. Mm. Like yeah, the yeah. countries don't exist, yeah, but yeah. it has a very European-esque setting. But a lot of the fixtures and stuff seem very American. Yeah, that's what I was I was thinking is that it's kind of a blend between the two because it is in it is in a fantasy world. But the the school that they're trying to get into was Eden. Mm-hmm. That exists. That's like where Prince Harry and Prince William went. Is mm-hmm. I think it's Eden Boys. I think that's what it is. I don't know. I wasn't rich. Like <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think Eden or. Elton or something like that. It, that that's a real thing. Is um, it's a it's a boys and girls school, and and it's it's a real thing. It's where like very 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 elite rich young children go in the UK, mm-hmm. and it's a boarding school. And yeah, the royals all go there. The the top politicians' kids. It's, it's a genuine genuine thing, and I think that's what they're basing this school off of. Elton, Eden, I don't know, it's something like that. But there are elements that are very American, and then there are elements that I'm like, oh, but no, but that feels that feels very good. Anyway, um, it's set in this fantasy world, though, um, and uh, it's based around the, a family of three who are made up of, who they're kind of a bit of a spliced together family, and uh, they're made up of three interesting characters. I'm not going to give it away because more things were revealed episode by episode as it goes but it's mainly centered around the dad who is our spy uh lloyd is on a mission and he needs this family for his mission and so yeah it's about it's about anya trying to get into this prestigious school and them as a family dynamic and then this big mission that they're all kind of either knowingly or unknowingly partaking in makes sense to me yeah there is um slight gore 
as in like blood um there is definitely use of weapons some violence um there is no swears and not any like sexualization or anything i would absolutely consider it like family friendly in that way (laughs) like it's very um like it's centered around the family it's very family appropriate the only thing that is like that makes it the pg-13 is the blood um I would literally show this to children, whereas like some PG-13, like American made films, I would be like, fuck no. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like there's something in this for quite literally everyone of all age ranges. Like keep the PG-13 in mind. Like if you think your kids would be fine with like the gore that there is, there's not uh, there's not a lot of it by any means. No, and it and it's almost used for a comedic effect. Yeah, it's it's very like it's not. I wouldn't even necessarily consider it gore because in my mind, when you say gore, like like brains and muscles and you know gross stuff is kind of what I'm thinking, like arrows and eyeballs, like that kind of thing. And yeah. it doesn't. It's not like that. It's like somebody whacks a head and they're bleeding, and then they give a swipe of their arm, and then all of a sudden, like swipe swipe of their sleeve, and then they're not bleeding anymore, and it's fine. And then occasionally there's a gunshot wound, but you can't see the wound. It's just like red blood. You know, like in the beginning of James Bond films where they have the old art style and then it was like black and white and then just like the red ink. Yeah. It feels like that. It's very that. There's, yeah, there's no detail to anything like that. And there's just like, you know, like the the hashed um, grazes on cheeks and foreheads and things. Except for, you know, Yuri's case, whenever he's <laughs> splurting. <laughs> but yeah, then it's comedic. I don't know. I yeah, it's like, comedic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all like, has its place and it's done very well. Yeah. I mean, again, it's one of those situations of you know your kid, so watch it first. But it doesn't get worse. So what you see in the first episode is consistent throughout. Yep. Okay. So, um, spoiler chicken hats? Yeah, let's chuck them on. All right. So, first things first. Animation. 10 out of 10. Animation is so good. It's so, so good. I love the uh, the character design. Yeah, the character design is brilliant. The movement, all of it is done extremely well. The Sakuga in a lot of the scenes, like especially episode five with the castle, like that whole dynamic, mm-hmm. really any of the action scenes are done extremely well. And then there's a dodgeball tournament later on where it just oh, it's breathtaking. Yeah. Uh, also, the car chase is a good one of note. I really enjoyed how they, like, you get the old school vibe of, like, the cars that, like, where the back end of the car is kind of a couple seconds behind the front end of the car and, yeah. like, needs needs a moment to catch up. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. It, it's very, it fits in with the old school, like, vibe of the show. They've kind of captured that old school animation style too and brought that forward and like just old school like not even animation but like staged car chases from old films mm-hmm. like that yeah. was definitely in, um, used as inspiration for the animation style of this it's a huge throwback and definitely noticeable and in a fantastic way and then we we talked about it after the episode ended, but before we actually started recording this, but the animation on the ED with the color palettes and the way that it's constantly 
swaying the neon line art like there's so much about it that's just it's little details but they are so appreciated yeah yeah it's got some really smooth transitions between scenes as well um and again it it does have that absolute retro feel to it it's it's got the like um the sliding panels uh that you often see in again old james bond films you know it very much feels like a modern twist on old spy film openings Mm -hmm. i i i definitely get inspector gadget from this i get james bond from this i even get some elements of like spy kids which is a little bit more modern but i still see that it's i feel like i get the naivety the jovial like the, the funness of spy kids in this is like the energy of spy kids as opposed to inspiration from you know yeah yeah i totally get that yeah and then the ops and eds are just so well suited mm-hmm. for the show they are brilliant yeah i I literally have no complaints about this at all whatsoever so no. it's <laughs> yeah so oh, yeah the op is mixed nuts by official uh hig i think that's it's an acronym it's all capitalized so i'm gonna say it's an acronym d-a-n-d-a-n-dism dism i think it's capitalized so i'm gonna say that it's uh, <laughs> it's an acronym i don't know if it is um and the ed is kigaki uh by gen hoshino both brilliant tracks both suit the style of the show and the op is just a banger yes yeah yeah, I think they did a really, really good job of making them modern, fun, um, and and interesting, but also absolutely fitting the theme, the energy, the retro vibe of the show. Also, did you enjoy the jazz bass throughout the I love show? Jazz, love jazz. Yes, absolutely did. Because you just had that doom, 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 doom throughout yeah. the show, and I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. It's so great. Oh my god. Alright, so shall we before we start rambling on about everything else, shall we shall we get into the plot of the show? Yes, let's do plot. Alright. Actual so, plot. There is no other plot. Well, this was we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so episode one, we have our homie, our lead character. Uh, I mean he's soon to be overshadowed, but anyway, our lead character, our homie, Twilight. Mm-hmm. The best spy in the entire world, both self-proclaimed and claimed by his agency. But Homie is very good mm-hmm. at what he does. Mm-hmm. We see him break up with a chick that he was using for spy things. Because mm-hmm. he found dude in a toupee and then ruined his life. Mm-hmm. And then he gets his next mission where he has to get a wife and a child and the child has to take an entrance exam for a prestigious college, and he has a week. Yes. Yeah. So the idea is that he needs to get close to um, a father who is, like, really distant. He doesn't go to gatherings. He doesn't, like, go out and about, meet people. So the only way for him to build a connection with this this high-up government official man is through his children. So therefore, um, Anya who ends up being adopted by him, the little girl, has to become noticed by his family at the academy so that they get invited to a dinner party thing situation together so that they can then build the relationship. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so Homie goes to an orphanage 
to adopt a child. And there he finds Anya, our sweet cinnamon roll telepath that no one knows is a telepath. And she likes peanuts. Yes. <laughs> yes, she does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Anya has a little bit of a, she's got a little bit of a sad backstory. I don't know if we're going to get more of it, to be honest. We might not. We might. Uh, they kind of do explain enough of it to where you're kind of satisfied with her backstory. Although they did hint in a later episode that there is more like, I don't know, depth to it. Um, so we might get more. Not sure. But um Yes, basically, she has been adopted several times and always returned because she people get freaked out by the fact that she can read their minds. So she is keeping it in her brain throughout the rest of the season of like, don't let anybody know, especially my now adopted parents, that I am a telepath because they will return me to the orphanage. So that's her reason as to why she never exposes herself. Yes. Yeah. So Lloyd takes her home. And then begins the dynamic of him trying to figure out how he's going to get her ready for life and trying to get her ready to go to the college. And it's all just shenanigans. Anya tries to sneak out. Anya ends up getting into a spy equipment and sends out a message that is intercepted by the enemy. So she gets kidnapped. Yep. And then Lloyd has to go save her. Yeah, and throughout this, we're also getting a little bit of backstory on Lloyd and just depth to his character. I would say, like, backstory is kind of minimal because his backstory is classified. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but, like, it's it's more of just establishment of who he is, I would say, rather than full backstory. Because, yeah, we find out that he was in a similar position to her and then he went on this, the, he basically sacrificed his entire life um, to become a spy so that he can save children um but like we don't get a lot of details you don't get a lot of a lot of like intensity you do get some visual flashbacks like we get to see him um back in the day but like it's it's not you know like sometimes you get like an entire episode of anime that's just backstory it's not that um it's just kind of like enough to where you can understand his reasoning for why he's doing what he's doing and how he got there yes So Anya gets kidnapped, Mm -hmm. Lloyd goes to save her, threatens the politician that he will actually kill him Mm -hmm. if he gets in his way again. And then cue next episode where the hunt for the mother begins. Yes, yes. So at this point, Lloyd and Anya have kind of built a relationship, a a repartee, repartee, a report, a rapport, rapport. That's what language am I trying to think of? I don't know. they're buddies now basically they um they went through a little bit of back and forth as to well lloyd did as to whether or not he was going to return and yeah all this kind of stuff now they're buddies now they need to find a mom um she's already she's taken a, an exam first step to getting into the school and now they have to do an interview and uh both parents have to be there for the interview doesn't matter if they wrote off mom said whatever both parents have to be there. So he now needs a second wife or he doesn't, he hasn't had a first, but for the, his um, cover, he needs a second wife to, yeah. Anya needs yeah. a stepmom, basically. So he's going through papers, trying to find who could be a mom for him. Um, and then he ends up going to a tailor's to get Anya some new clothes. Yeah. Anya needs some clothes. 
And then we get a cut to City Hall where we are introduced to a quadruplet of women, and one of them being your, who we find out is an assassin. Yes, so she is 27, and obviously that means she's a spy. Therefore, she must get married to have cover. Basically, at this time in the government, in this world, anybody who is slightly sus, they are taking and accusing them of being a spy. And so single women, they are looking at specifically because how dare a woman be single when she's in her late 20s? Um, could we effectively call this the Spylum Witch Trials? Ugh. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I could not help it. But effectively, that is that is the case here. Is anyone that's slightly sus and especially um, older single women? Yeah, single women my age are sus in this world, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um so uh <laughs> i'm nearly sus almost sus almost sus you've got like four years <laughs> oh my god uh soon to be sus <laughs> i'm gonna get that on your birthday card this year oh, no. <laughs> uh... That's so oh dumb. my god, I love it. Anyways, so she's, obviously, she's trying to keep the fact that she's an assassin under wraps. So she needs a cover. Also, she has a younger brother. A younger brother her, and her have a very, very close relationship. They relied on each other a lot. She doesn't want to worry him. So she's also got another element of, I need a partner to not worry my brother. And so... Um, she gets invited to a dinner party. She needs someone to take immediately. There's also one lady who is in their group of four who is awful. She is so horrible. Uh, it's just bitch. Just straight bitch. Yeah, she's a horrible, horrible person. She was like, oh yeah, you should come to my party and bring your partner, knowing full well she's single. Like, anyways, rude. Uh, so anyway, she needs she needs a, a partner. So they meet in the tailors and um they both have a motive so she asks him hey would you accompany me to my dinner party and he's like if you then accompany me to this interview and not that he doesn't know she's an assassin she doesn't know he's a spy nobody knows that anya is a telepath and yet anya knows both of their secrets <laughs> she does she knows everything um and so then they end up going to the dinner party but he's late because he's called on a separate mission where he needs to uncover some like there's some art that's been stolen or something and he needs to recover it or he's stealing he's stealing the stolen art i think essentially like he's trying to stop an underground like art smuggling ring mm -hmm. so he goes he takes scruffy head with him who is like his informant yeah and supplier basically yeah pretty much he's kind of everything so, he does everything he, he really does yeah so Lloyd and Scruffyhead go and bust up the smuggling ring. Lloyd steals a diamond ring out of it. He ends up going to the dinner party all bloodied and beaten just in time as Yor was getting ready to leave because she felt humiliated. And then Yor humiliates Camilla by throwing hot grotten in her face accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this was... There are several moments of uh, comeuppance throughout this. So satisfying little moments of just karma. And it's great. It's so great. 
it's the comment section if you if you watch this on crunchyroll scroll down in the comment section it's freaking hilarious people are having they're having the best time just like yelling at people (laughs) in this show (laughs) it's so good it's so so good yeah definitely check out the comment and then lloyd having successfully completed yours mission he is on to have your help him accomplish his and homie fucking proposes with a grenade pin because yes yes, like oh my god that was such a good moment that was such a good moment so this is where the car chase takes place that i was talking about that i really enjoyed the animation from and then there's a big there's a foot chase there's a whole thing and during it his pocket gets snagged and the ring falls out of his pocket and he doesn't notice until he goes to like propose because i think she's like hey should we get married like while they're running and he's like oh yeah actually um and uh and he goes to to give her the ring it's obviously not there so then he pulls out the pin of a grenade throws the grenade and then proposes with the pin and it's um kind of adorable it's the greatest thing i've ever seen it's so good yeah we we have re-zero which is my favorite confession of all time yeah and then we've got this, which is without a doubt like my favorite proposal yeah. of all time. Because Homie just chucks a grenade, puts the pin on her ring finger, and is like, let's get married. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's very, it's very sweet. Um, and the, th- I, the thing about your is, uh, well, the thing about, all of these characters, actually, the whole, all the characters in the family, is that none of them know how to do family. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So, like, Yor knows how to be a big sister. Like, she gets that. She knows how to... to and you see that with Anya. Like, she's, she's a bit insecure at times. Like, she's not entirely okay with parenting. But you can also see how she does step into the role very quickly and very smoothly as well, even though she has her own internal insecurities and i think that's because of the relationship that she has with her younger brother that it's she's already used to like taking care of someone right Mm. less so for for lloyd he has he has a harder time adapting to the taking care of things because he's only ever had to rely on himself and so all of a sudden he's got somebody relying on him but the interesting relationship between your and lloyd uh comes with the romantic element because you do very quickly from the get-go you can tell that there is chemistry there and that there is like they just fit together they're not just because of their career choices but also like they're just their temperaments their um their way of working things out they're very like in their lack of communication they have excellent communication yeah, like they they really do get each other in a way. Mm-hmm. Like Lloyd is used to like playing the role of like I guess like boyfriend mm-hmm. or like a lover, quote unquote. Yeah. But he's never like had to play husband, mm-hmm. which is an entirely different role and then he's definitely never had to play father. Mm-hmm before and you're although she's a fantastic housewife minus being able to cook which leads to absolute hilarity later on so it's a dynamic that just works for a home life Mm -hmm. and it's like you said there's definitely chemistry there and i think it's the first time that lloyd has ever like experienced chemistry yes yeah and and i think it's 
there's a definitely an element of him like i think there's a a, a huge element of respect between the two of them and i think that's probably mm. where it comes from because i don't think that lloyd has ever like respected or appreciated anybody that he was with in the past they were always just a mission and mm. so and usually pretty spoiled judging from the flashbacks that we've seen they're like government officials daughters who he's had to take to like fancy dinners and spend thousands on and they act like they've never had consequences for their actions you know what i mean yes that breakup in episode one yeah was just brilliant love it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so this is kind of the first time that lloyd specifically we're seeing from his end has been with a person who he genuinely respects, who has, um, who he he can rely on, um, mm. and and I think it's, yeah, it's the first time that Lloyd has ever had someone who he can rely on, and you see that very quickly just within like the the car chase foot chase scene where he's like um, trying to protect her, trying to protect her, and then she ends up protecting him, and you can just see the the thought processes in, in his mind, like in his facial expression and everything of like, oh, she's got my back, like that's cool, and and I think that's where the foundation of their relationship begins and it only builds from there and i think that they've done a really really good job of making it reasonable to understand why these two have chemistry why they're okay together why why this works despite the fact that their dynamic is so strange um and it's because of that foundation of level of respect that you see Mm. and then going forward like there's like we can't sit here and just go over like all of the comedy bits going forward. Mm. So this is definitely a show where I'm 100% saying go fucking watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch it. Because the show's very linear. Like it's 100% linear. So it doesn't really take a sidebar until the very last episode. Like I 100% consider the last episode filler. Yeah. But, and again, a lot of that's because literally the next volume of manga after volume three ends could be three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. So you kind of needed one filler episode in there. So I, I 100% get that. Yeah. So, but yeah, go watch it. Like I, I realize that we are kind of late in saying that, but it's literally just a lot of setup of getting Anya into school and whatnot going forward. So go watch the show. Yeah. There's, there's so much crammed into each episode um, that we can't possibly cover everything. The way the episodes are set is that there's often kind of two parts to the episode. There's the main storyline, which will take up most of the episode. And then normally there's a a couple of minutes of an extra bonus bit at the end that's sometimes set up for the next episode and sometimes it's just its own thing. And um, those are often where you get a lot of comedy bits and uh, family dynamic, relationship building, character development are in those sections. Yep. Yeah. So um, what we're saying is, go watch it. Absolutely. Do go I mean, watch it. Fin- finish listening to this, then go watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or go watch it and then come back so you don't get spoilers. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're already into the spoiler chicken yeah. hat area. <laughs> There's nothing else that can be said at this no. point. Finish watching, or finish listening to this and then go True. watch Fair it. Enough. yeah. So, right. interview. Well, episode three is the ooding. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, they do a mock interview trying to figure out how they're going to answer the questions, but it's not going well because they don't know each other at all and they've never done anything together. So it's like, what have you done? What do you do on your days off? It's like, stay at home, watch cartoons. So they need <laughs> they need to develop some memories together. Um, and so they decide to have an outing or an ooting. Which, just, God, I love it. I love it so much. 
It's a running joke that Anya can't say outing. So throughout the rest of the show, it's literally called an ooding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a couple of other words that she can't say as well. It's like, what is it? Have a knife day or something? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so oh, no, they go knee. to the opera. It's knee, what isn't is it? it? It's, um, oh, I can't remember. Anyways. But yeah, they go to the opera. They go to the museum. And whilst they're at the museum, Anya draws a picture and <laughs> she, she thinks that she's expo- she's exposing Lloyd and Yor by drawing a picture of Lloyd and Yor fighting against people like people are dead. She she draws a dog. Yep. Like whole nine yards, and then Lloyd and Yor walk up to it to see it. Like, oh, that's a nice picture. And Anya's like, oh, shit. But they obviously don't realize anything. Yeah. Yeah, because she's, what, four, five? Four, five? She's four, but she says she's six. Yeah, so she can get into the school. And it's reasonable to believe, considering her um, telepathy makes her so that she's able to answer things that a four-year-old can't. Mm. And so they go to a restaurant. They go to an art museum. And we get to see yours fascination with sharp objects. <laughs> yeah. And then they, after they get done with their outing, they're on their way home. They witness a lady get her purse snatched. Mm-hmm. So they all jump into action to try to save her. Lloyd ends up actually stopping the dude. They return the purse to the grandma and it's very sweet. And mom and dad are flirting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, they they get their first compliment of of you guys are such a nice family. And uh I think that's it. It's not only is it just like a sweet moment for us as viewers, um and just like a little old lady being adorable and the whole situation is very cliché but just so satisfying to watch. You then also get an element of Lloyd being like, okay, this could actually work. And that confirmation is kind of needed for him at that point because I feel like, well, this mission is like, it's very obviously out of his depth. He's the best agent there is, but this is so foreign to him um, mm. that, yeah, it's like he's he's feeling very uncomfortable in this mission. And this is a, a level of like, okay, this could be fine. This could work. Yeah. Yes. And then next episode, we actually get the interview yes and my god this is the most elegant episode i have ever seen (laughs) yeah so there's a a headmaster of the school who is very uh elegant he's very elegant and he expects others to be as elegant as he is and so um yeah they're basically the interview starts as soon as you walk through the gates uh, even though other people don't realize this and like it's about family dynamic it's about the way the kid behaves all this kind of stuff basically you have to be elite in all areas to get into the school um and uh, especially if you are a pleb common family like they are yeah with no social standing and, and there are traps set up amongst are. it as well to like solely their clothes and like ruin their interview chances some of them are actual with like a kid trapped in a sewer drain Mm -hmm. which of course they help they get literal shit all over them but they brought a spare change of clothes but then there's a stampede that was not set up but it happened anyway it's a good job that you took those yoga classes and knows all of those those pressure points yes mommy knows exactly what she's doing yeah 
I know my words. I said those words. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to make the joke earlier and it just completely slipped because I think we immediately like segued into something else. Yep. But mommy, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, she she knows the pressure points from all of her yoga classes, and thankfully she had a spare change of clothes. <laughs> And the funny thing that I find hilarious is that um, when when he when, uh, when Lloyd got was in the sewers and he got shit all over him, they both change clothes during the stampede. She rips her skirt. They both change clothes. I think that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like they only one of them <laughs> needed to change. Well, I think it's because they technically got dirty from it. Yeah, so might as well change anyway. Like even though yours was the one that got ripped. I just like to think it's because they had. They had planned couple outfits, and they if one of them changed, they had to change, so they were both in their couple's outfits. I mean, I, I like that option as well. <laughs> that is great. Oh. And then we get the actual interview, where before the interview, you see that Lloyd has bugged the office so he can listen to the interview going on before it. And then we actually get into the interview, and they're being asked questions. Everything is going fine, except for one of the headmasters for one of the halls is an absolute prick yes so he is a um newly divorced gent who has lost custody of his daughter and as such um is petty af and decides that that this is an attractive family with some issues considering that they've uh lloyd has lost his first wife and uh and you're is a stepmom and and like you know he wants to be a dick basically <laughs> and he makes Anya cry which for the first time causes Lloyd in his entire professional spy career to lose his cool but instead of punching the dude like we all thought that he was going to from the preview at the end of episode 3 he punches the table and kills a mosquito <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> And he blames it on the mosquito. He's like, sorry, I saw a mosquito. And then they get up and leave. And Headmaster Henderson, who is absolutely outraged by the dickhead headmaster, punches him. Yes. Because he was not being very elegant. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, And so uh, the result of the interview is kind of left up in the air. Yeah, this is like, uh, it's just, it's, I feel like none of us necessarily thought and or wanted the interview process to go smoothly. I mean, there is also an element, like you do kind of get the element of like a, the satisfying one punch man vibe from this family of them being very overpowered, but their social awkwardness is what holds them back. So in this situation of it being a social situation, I feel like it is right for those characters to have not had it go smoothly. I I kind of want them to be elite only in physicality, you know? Yes. Yeah. When it comes to spying and assassinating assassinating in, and telepathy, then they should be above all others. But when it comes to like how to function as a human, I want them to be awkward and and uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. And that's exactly what we get for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It's great. I love it. Yeah. So they they go home dejected. They show up the next day to check the results, and they see that Anya did not get in. Mm-hmm. 
So they're sad. They're getting ready to leave until Headmaster Henderson, or Headmaster Elegant, as I will officially call him going forward. Yep. He is like, hey, so listen, I know what you did, and I appreciate it. Because you know what kills more people than anything else? Mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. So you... Mr. Forger are the most elegant of elegant. And although Anya made a <laughs> fucking 37 on her written exam <laughs> uh-huh. to get in yep. because of Lloyd's actions and because of how well the interview went up to the point of killing a mosquito and then in Headmaster Elegant's eyes actually killing the mosquito, Anya is on the first of the list for the transfer list. So if somebody were to drop out, get expelled or anything of the sort, Anya is the first one to be allowed to get in. Yes. Yeah. So, and he also informs them that several people drop off the weight, uh, drop off out of the runnings every year. And so it's expected that she will be bumped up off of the wait list and into class. So they go home, they wait for three days. Anya pretty much does a seance trying to get herself in for three days. Yep. And then Lloyd, being as dejected as he was, had so much hope that he had that party popper in his pocket for three days to congratulate Anya. Yep. And sure enough, they get the phone call, and it's time to go get fitted for the outfit, everything else along with that. And then we get to see Mommy be a badass at the grocery store. Yes, yes. So we get um, some school uniform time. We also get more people knowing about their marriage because they set the marriage date to a year ago. They just forged it um, to about a year ago. Uh, And their last name's Forger. Uh, I know, yeah. uh, (laughs) They're not exactly subtle with their last name. No, definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, they forged it to about a year ago. So now this is when they're kind of starting to let people officially know that they've been, they are married and have been married for some time. Um, and the excuse that they're using is that it was a difficult situation considering the fact that Lloyd already had a kid and this is his second marriage. So, I mean, that works. Like, it's it if it's based in the 60s, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. And um, yeah, so uh, kids that go to Eden get kidnapped apparently yeah they are told by the seamstress that crime rate on kids who go to eden that are not actual elites they have a tendency to get kidnapped and apparently the clothes are so expensive that they have a lot of value i would assume it is because they are so expensive that the gold on their uniforms is actual gold yeah that's literally the only thing i could think of as to why those uniforms would be worth so much is because that little bit of gold is actual gold i guess maybe yeah i i don't know um but yeah it's like a kidnapping ransom situation thing so these hooligans outside of the grocery store assume that uh your must be the nanny for anya because there's no way that if she were a real rich woman she would do her own grocery shopping um, and so they kidnap Anya when she leaves the grocery store first ahead of Yor, and Yor um, decides that that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, no, for one, you don't take anybody's daughter, especially the daughter of an assassin, which will come into play in about seven episodes. Yeah. Again as well. <laughs> yeah, so they keep calling her the help and she is not 
okay with that. She establishes that she is, in fact, Anya's mother. And Superman punches one dude and then spear punches through a fucking pumpkin. Yep. And therefore the hooligans are scared and she's like, get away from my daughter. And then they all run away. Yep. And this was, I think, a necessary, I mean, it feels kind of fillery in some sense, but I, I think it was actually necessary because of the insecurities established in the mother-daughter relationship from the interview. Mm -hmm. So because Anya is questioned about uh, her mom and that is what makes her cry, and Yor is questioned about her housekeeping and that makes her feel insecure, it was a necessary bonding moment between the two characters to really establish that that is that there there is proper connection there and this is the relationship that they'll have moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then episode six is the first day of school where you get to see Anya go through orientation. They go through the big hall speech. We get to find out that she has been put in, in headmaster elegance class. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be their homeroom teacher, their like hall dorm advisor, all that fun shit. Yeah. And that is also where we are introduced to the whole Second part of Operation Strix, the second son of the diplomat that Lloyd is tasked with trying to keep tabs on, Mr. Damien, and boy oh boy, is he a prick. Yeah, so he is classic neglected rich kid syndrome. Um, I feel like he's a, a perfect example of that scenario. His parents did not show up on orientation. He's got an older brother who excelled in everything. His father doesn't even know he exists, pretty much, you know. Um, and because of that, he has a lot of walls that are put up. His friends, I wouldn't even really consider them friends, have um, high expectations of them. It's very Draco Malfoy. I was going to say, I was literally about to say it's Draco and Crab and Goyle. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're dynamic. literally how it is. It is, Yeah. <laughs> And, um, but with the added element of also having an older brother that is perfect, you know? And so he's got all of this pressure on him from every avenue of trying to get these stellar stars, basically their merits, and then you can also get demerits. Um, and if you get a certain amount of them, then you can, uh, like, like go up in the ranks of the schooling. And so Anya's going after them because she wants to impress Donovan the Donovan family. Um, Damien's last name is Donovan. She wants to repress the Donovan family. And then uh, he is also going after them because his older brother was like elite, elite. And so if he doesn't get at least an equal amount to his brother, he will always be like the family disappointment, right? So mm. that's the dynamic. Um, Anya goes to make friends with him, but of course she can read minds and therefore can hear in her thoughts. Therefore she knows he's a prick. Yeah. They start making fun of her. Anya finally has enough and sucker punches this man so hard that he goes flying into a wall yes. <laughs> in a trash can. And one of the best punches that I think I've seen in anime in a very long time. Yeah, which earns her a demerit. Which thankfully is typically a three demerit infraction. However, due to him being a bully to her and her new friend Becky headmaster elegant decides that it's only going to be one however it's first day Anya's already gotten a demerit and therefore they go to the hall for the 
group photo, and in the corner, you see Lloyd, Yor, and Anya just all looking absolutely dejected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. And then I have officially deemed episode seven the apology episode, because that's pretty much all that happens. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Lloyd just basically tells Anya that he that she needs to apologize to Damien because they need to be friends for this plan to work. Um, and so then when they go to the school, he is trying to get her to apologize in every way he possibly can. But Becky is basically like, you don't need to apologize. He was a dick. Yeah, which, I mean, fair, but also, and Becky does everything she possibly can to keep Anya from apologizing. Anytime they try to talk, Becky pulls her away. Anya falls asleep during math class, which is the very first class that the school actually has. So she's already making a bad name with her teachers. Yeah, she's got a reputation for being a delinquent now. And also they were doing like the Pythagorean theorem and fractions in first year of elementary school i know this is an elite school and everything but she's four i mean she's supposed to be six like that was elementary school shit yeah which i mean we see in anime all the time that kids are taught like well above their grade level yeah and shit so i mean that didn't surprise me but at the same time i was like damn i know i'm just so curious about the curriculum of of japanese schools like do they learn this stuff earlier than we do and if so what do they learn in their later years like what's are we dumb who knows (laughs) yes the american educational system is shit compared to the rest of the world so i'm going to go with yes well i okay i will say that i did notice a huge difference between the uk and canada just for instance i started school at four in canada you start school at five to six Mm -hmm. um so that was a difference like i like i my first year at school i was four Another thing was that I knew how to read and write and do basic maths before I entered school. Like I learned that in preschool and just at home. And that was kind of expected. Like you didn't go to school not knowing how to read and write and do basic maths. Mm. Um, And from kids that I've babysat here, when I was in my teens, they didn't know how to read or write until they got to school when they were six. So I was at least like three years ahead of them in reading and writing and basic maths like basic maths is like addition subtraction Mm. even some very basic multiplication you know so the way it is here in the states Mm. first grade you're literally taught how to read and write Mm -hmm. third grade we are taught cursive fourth grade we're taught multiplication and division and then fifth grade is just kind of continuing to build from there but yeah we aren't taught multiplication until fourth grade interesting which is like nine yeah, that's that's very late from where I was at. So in the UK, we have we have different subjects as well in the UK, like the, the the actual courses are different. So here in Canada, the main core courses in elementary school, in middle school, sorry, I didn't go to elementary, but in middle school, there was just science, social studies, maths and language arts. And those were your four core subjects. Then you had for Zed, and we took French here in Canada as well. It's a bilingual country, so French was mandatory. Um, mm. And then your electives. And then in the UK, throughout primary school, because primary school goes up to the age of 11, and there are different schools in the UK. There is a elementary, middle, high school situation in the UK as well, depending on where you live. I went to a primary school, secondary school situation. and And so in primary school... We didn't get electives all through primary school. You would start them in secondary school. So I mm-hmm. had, my subjects were English, science, 
geography, history, religious studies, did I say maths? English, maths, science, religious studies, geography, history, phys ed. <laughs> yeah, I think those are the subjects. I think I had seven subjects. I may have had a couple more. Um, but it's like social studies over here is one subject, whereas and and you don't take geography as well. Whereas we did science and geography as two different things. Mm. Whereas social studies kind of encompasses some geography, like the 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 social side of geography as opposed to the actual geographical side of geography. Mm. And then social studies also encompasses religious studies and history. Whereas in the UK, those were all separate subjects. Mm. So yeah. That was one thing that I was like, huh? What do you mean I don't have to take religious studies? <laughs> because like it wasn't, it's not just like Christian religion as well. Like I learned about like Hinduism and Buddhism and like, you know, all religions. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then history, we learned about like British history, European history, Second World War, First World War, you know. All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. Like we did tours of museums that we probably shouldn't have been in when we were that age, but we did. Mm. <laughs> Hey, look at that, smart kids. Yeah, I don't know. It was just very different. That was a big culture shock for me when I was first emigrating. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious as to know what the Japanese curriculum is. Anyways, I went on a tangent, but I'm curious. All right. So Anya apologizes. Damien gets a crush on Anya, but refuses to admit it. So he storms out, says he hates her. He's never going to forgive her, all that shit. Everybody thinks it's a failed mission. Yes. And end of the episode, because you get a little clip at the very end after the credits. You get to see that Yori, Yor's brother, finds out that Yor is married and she never told him. So he's pissed. Yes. Yeah. So Yori is, what, seven years younger than her? Uh, Something like yeah. that. Like, I think he's 20, 21, something like that. Mm -hmm. And he obviously works not as just an office worker or whoever she thinks whatever she thinks that he has as a job. He's a, a secret police officer. Yeah, Homie is a spy hunter. And not only that, but although he has a very similar, similar like temperament to your, dude has a mean streak. Yes. Yeah, so he is a specialist in um, interrogation, shall we say? Yes. And his arch nemesis is Twilight. That's like all his job is, is to find Twilight. Mm -hmm. And funnily enough, Twilight just so happened to marry his sister. Mm -hmm. So this is obviously going to be a reoccurring theme throughout the show. And I'm here for it. I think it's going to be great. But yeah, so Yuri, having been pissed that he found out that his sister's been married for a year and nothing has been said to him at all throughout this year, no matter how many times they've talked. He's like, all right, I'm coming over today. So they, they get no time to prepare whatsoever. Lloyd's trying to get with Yor and try to figure out like how he's going to explain it to Yuri that they've been married all this time. Like what? And Yor's just like, look, look, I got this. So Yuri comes over. He starts asking all the questions and he's like, all right, why didn't you tell me? Lloyd's doing dishes, trying to like get himself like try to keep a straight face and yours just like i forgot <laughs> yep at that point i'm crying it's... in the discord from laughing like I, I literally cannot contain myself at this point yeah yeah and he's like you forgot for a year and she's like i forgot that i didn't tell you that i forgot <laughs> yeah and yuri just accepts it it's like fair point point. and so lloyd has pretending to be drinking 
Yuri has definitely been drinking, and Yor is not allowed to drink. No. Because Lloyd just... He, he knows better. After seeing what happened at the castle, we didn't talk about the castle episode. Oh, oh my I god. Didn't. So, Anya wants a treat for getting accepted into school. Lloyd calls the wise, which is the spy people that he works for. He's like, hey, so listen, I need a castle, I need a plane, I need all these agents, Like, and it's all very beneficial to the operation. So, of course, they're like, alright, Twilight needs something, we got him, let's go all out. Mm-hmm. So, they rent a castle, they do the thing. Anya is the damsel in distress. Scruffy head is the evil man and yours, a witch. We'll get back to that. So all the agents that are there are trying to stop Twilight from getting to Scruffy head and getting Anya back because Twilight is now officially bond man from Anya's favorite spy cartoon. Yeah. So they go through like a ball pit shooting torture thing where they shoot giant balls at Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And he, again, some of the most impressive fight animation I have ever seen. Because Homie is doing gymnastics over balls, like literally hurdling over people. And it's some of the most clean animation that you'll ever see. Mm -hmm. It's all brilliantly done. They go through it all. He shoots people in the face with balls, shoots Scruffy Head in the face with balls. Mm -hmm. And then Homie just rope slides with his belt across trying to get to them which by the way impressive with the fact that he slid all the way across the rope and then managed to get his belt back on before he hit the ground don't know how that makes sense but i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and question anime logic because it's badass what homie was doing yeah i noticed that as well i was like well okay then (laughs) and then we get our first of what i am assume assuming will not be the last showdown between Lloyd and Drunk Yor. Yes. Yeah. So um, Lloyd's specialty, I would not consider to be hand-to-hand combat. He is very good at hand-to-hand combat. But his he is known for his disguises. That is what makes him the best spy, is his disguises. Like, he's very skilled at firearm combat. Mm-hmm. And he he's very skilled at hand-to-hand combat, too. But he's not that used to just outright killing with his hands like your yes see your being an assassin specializes in just beating the shit out of people <laughs> like and that we get to see a quite brutal murder scene in episode two where we get to see her first like mission as an assassin for us yeah and it we could tell she's very good at what she does oh 100 yeah um and so you're at this point, like neither Lloyd nor you nor your that's hard to say, nor your know what each other is. They're still under the the assumption that Lloyd is a psychiatrist and your just works at her little office job agency thing uh, for the government. I don't know what she does. I'm not totally sure. She's she's pretty much just an office clerk. Like she's a typewriter, yeah. basically. Like we saw that bit in that one episode. Yeah. Yeah, she's just a uh, uh, part of the administration. And, and yeah, so they, like, he is just, like, her excuse as to why she's good at hand-to-hand combat was that her brother taught her self-defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you get to see that that's not self-defense. No, like, she starts kicking the shit out of Lloyd. Like, he's defending, doing everything that he possibly can, but she is just laying in the strike. She hits him 
like she actually makes full contact with a uppercut to the solar plexus that lifts him up off the ground. Mm -hmm. She breaks his guard and is getting ready to roundhouse kick this man in the face for the finishing blow. And then her heel snaps and she just falls over and falls asleep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Love it. 10 out of 10. (laughs) And all of the other spies just showing their appreciation for Twilight being like, oh my God, he's the best spy. Uh, we get to see his acting oh my god and twilight is just so embarrassed over all of this oh it's funny it's funny anyway back to the present yuri is like all right fine it's time for you to prove to me that y'all are actually married y'all got a kiss and as they go in for the kiss the episode ends yes I was so pissed. I knew they were going to do this. because I knew they were going to as well. Yeah. But damn it. Yeah, because they, well, how do they do it? They did, because it was like, goes in for the kiss, or like, goes to, to have kiss, ED, then there's a another cut, and then they repeat it, and then the episode ends. Like, I yep. think that's how they did it. So they, they like, cock-tease you twice, and then the beginning of the next episode, you know by that point, you're just like, well, this isn't going to happen. They've already done it twice. And then, or it's either, no, I think it might be episode ends with the cock-tease, next episode starts, does another cock-tease, then OP, and then you're like, either way, there's, like, two of them in succession. Yeah, so Lloyd goes in for the kiss, and then they're like, no, wait, we don't actually have to do this, but Yuri's like, actually, you do. So Yor is like, you know what? Fine. It's for the family. I I could do this. Slams a bottle of wine. Sorry, outside is being very loud. So yeah, picks up the bottle of wine, slams the entire thing, gets immediately drunk. Yep. Because that much of a lightweight... <laughs> And then she's like, all right, I'm going to go in for the kiss now. And then she leans in. And then Yuri has a flashback of being like, oh, no, what have I done? I can't see my sister with another man. No, this can't be happening. He goes to try to stop them. Yor comes to her senses all of a sudden. Is like, no, wait, I can't actually kiss Lloyd because that's embarrassing. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, why? So she screams, goes to slap Lloyd. Lloyd dodges out of the way and she yeets Yuri across the fucking room into the vase of flowers that he brought. <laughs> he gets up bloodied and he's like, uh, oh, I, I see how it is. I, I try to stop you and this is what you do to me. How uh, dare slaps him again. <laughs> yeah. And this time, homie has blood shooting <laughs> out of his head. <laughs> it's like those anime comedic bits of just bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, um, yeah, it's... Uh, and the thing about it was, is that if she had just, like... If they had... Because, like, Lloyd was leaning in to just do, like, a quick peck and it would be fine. But she freaks out. And so the kiss changes from just, like, casual peck to she's, like... He is leaning back on the couch she is over him like it's very it's a very different scenario very quickly and obviously yuri also has a um level of infatuation for his sister that is interesting shall we say it, it, yeah it's not the first time we've seen this in anime no. that we've watched yeah but it is the first time we've seen somebody called out for it because homie gets called out for it by his uh by his co-workers, they're like, dude, like, you need to cut this obsession with your sister out. Like, just fucking cut it out. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so um, back to the point. Yuri runs out of the house screaming, slams the door. Anya thinks they're under attack because she went to bed by this point. Yeah. So she wakes up and she's like, are we under attack? And then just conks back out, which is absolutely fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Then Lloyd is like he figured out that her brother is a spy hunter and that he thinks that Lloyd's a spy. Mm-hmm. So the pretty much the rest of the episode is Lloyd not trusting Yor and like trying to figure out whether or not like she actually can be trusted. So he bugs her whenever she goes to work. He and Scruffy Head put on disguises and interrogate Yor, and Yor threatens to absolutely slaughter them both. So they're like, hmm, okay, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And go home, everything's fine, and Anya's pissed because, for one, Yor cooked breakfast, and then two, she didn't get to meet her uncle after she reads Loy's mind and finds out that Yuri is a spy hunter, so she's pissed. <laughs> yeah, and they're flirting again. Yep, it's great. Yeah. Everything's a fun time. And then next episode, dodgeball. Yes. Yeah. So they, uh, at school, Anya and Damien both hear a rumor about um, the one of the merits um, being up for grabs if they win most valuable player in part of, a, in just a, a class dodgeball tournament. So they are both eager to win this tournament but they're up against a 25 year old six-year-old yes so first of all anya and damien both go through training montages anya is once again trained by your on how to throw a dodgeball and again mommy does her absolute best at destroying everything with a dodgeball yeah and Damien goes through some very rigorous pretend adventures in his brain. He's climbing up a mountain. He's getting um, a death ball thrown at him by Frieza on Namek. I don't know if you caught that, <laughs> but that was a blatant Dragon Ball reference, which I, like, we were sitting in Discord watching that episode and we all popped for that. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> so we were very very excited for that and then you've got um buff homie who i literally at this point just only quote him as daddy (laughs) because that is his voice like he (laughs) he, he's so muscular so huge and he talks to his dad because his dad is like the greatest war general in west Dallas, and he's like daddy i'm gonna make you proud So that was my favorite though, the scene of him and his dad. Because up until this point, like he is the size of an adult. His voice is that of an adult. He looks like an adult. And then you see him running to a to the waist height man and, and they've animated him exactly in the motion that they would a kid. And they've like given him a kid's personality and it's the funniest thing. Yeah, like Kid has a superhuman brain of like calculating angles and shit for throwing a fucking dodgeball, but he's still a child. So yeah. he runs up to his dad like a child, has a voice deeper than mine, and he's just, Daddy, I'm gonna make you proud, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Homie is just taking out Anya and Damien's class left, right, and center. Gets Becky out by like barely just tossing 
the ball at Becky, but the boys are not spared in any way, shape, form, or fashion. No. Like he arm like he basically shoots shit out of a cannon. That's how hard homies throwing shit mm-hmm. at them. So he gets everybody out. Damien's lackeys throw themselves in front of Damien to protect him. And then he's like, all right, I'm a target Anya. So he starts throwing it at her. And Anya, being able to read minds, just dodges, continues to dodge. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, all right. But Anya, being Anya, trips. Mm-hmm. So homie is like, all right, this is my chance to actually get her out. And he's been progressively like throwing at her harder every time that he's tried to get her out. Mm-hmm. But this time he full strength yeets the ball at her. And so Damien being the somewhat sweet cinnamon roll that has a crush on Anya decides to sacrifice himself to be able to save Anya. So he blocks the ball, which has like some of the best spinning animation on it. I think I've ever seen since we've watched Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. Homie's hands are smoking from blocking the ball. The ball falls. He didn't catch it. So he's out. And finally, it's left up to Anya and Daddy's boy. <laughs> so Anya channeling all of her like inner Yor, having learned everything she possibly could from Yor, goes for her signature ultimate killer move, the Starlight Arrow, which, my God, let's just say, has some of the best animation I think I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's freaking out. Damien and Becky are like, she's actually going to do it. Daddy's boy looks absolutely scared out of his mind. Anya rears back and throws straight into the ground. (laughs) So homie gets the ball and just like barely just underhands it at her and gets her out with a tap. And the thing about this is that I don't understand where all of his teammates went. I don't know either, but at this point, I think they were like, all right, we can chill. This is fine. I'm just choosing myself to go out. And then at the end of the day, the um, uh, headmaster is just like, their their teacher is just like, um, there was no merit up for grabs. Like, what are you going on about? Like, yeah, why Why would we give a Stella star for a simple game of dodgeball? He's like, there's nothing elegant about that. But he's like, there is something elegant about two enemies, like, finally getting along. And then they start bickering again. He's like, mm, maybe not. Yep, yep. But um, then next episode is entirely about Lloyd trying to find other ways for Anya to get a Stella star. Yes, so they decide to try community service. Yeah, like volunteer experience, if she builds up over enough time, we'll hopefully get her a Stella star. Um, So they go to volunteer at a hospital, but Anya is just destroying everything. She, they get asked to work in the library. She doesn't actually work, she just reads manga. They try to do laundry, and she just gets stuck. She tries to clean up and spill shit everywhere. Like anything and everything that you can think of that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. And so they get kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. So while they're on their way out, Lloyd being absolutely dejected, Anya with her telepathy finds out that a boy is drowning. So for the first time ever, she like really lets it slip that she has telepathic powers by telling Lloyd, she's like, hey, there's a boy drowning. Like we need to do something. 
Lloyd's like, how could you possibly know that? She's like, I, I gotta go. And just takes off. Yeah, so uh, for context, he's drowning in a um, rehabilitation pool. Yes, and the shallow end of a rehabilitation pool. However, I digress. Mm. So Homie is drowning. Anya runs in. And again, some of the most spectacular animation I've ever seen, like as far as camera angles go, like the way it tracks her, like running and then her diving into the pool. Mm. 10 out of 10. I love that. Mm -hmm. Anya dives in. Tries to swim down and save him, but she she's small. Mm-hmm. And so Homie is drowning. <laughs> Anya is now drowning. But then Lloyd to the rescue, picks them both up, sets them out, scolds the people for not paying attention to the boy, and then therefore Anya drowning. And Anya gets a Stella star for saving a boy from drowning, even though she did absolutely nothing. But she tried, so good enough. Yes, yeah. So it was just uh, a situation, like he said in there. You know, kids tend to drown quieter than uh, than you think they would. They just fall in and slip. And obviously, this kid, uh, it was in the rehabilitation pool because he couldn't move his legs. Yeah, so he was like trying to rebuild it. Yeah, and he fell in. Yeah, and yeah, but because she has a bad reputation from her being violent on the first day. Um, her classmates are not happy with the fact that she now has a Stella star. And so they start like belittling her in the classroom, but secretly crushing on her, Damien says, do you think that we attend the kind of school that would accept money to hand out demerit, like to hand out merits? Do you think that that's the kind of place that we go to? If so, maybe you should transfer to a different school. So at this point, blatantly obvious, Homie has a crush. However, we digress. Yeah. And then following up with that, however, that's pretty much where the episode ends. The next episode, well, kind of, we we get a little bit of like Becky talking to Anya about like her getting a reward. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, oh, for a reward, I got a dog. And then Anya's Mm -hmm. like, I want a dog. And then she's like, wait. Second son, because obviously she hasn't learned their name. She literally calls Becky Miss Rich Girl, and then Damien is second son. She's like, hey, mm-hmm. second son, you got a dog? And he's like, yes, he's the best boy. His name is Max. And Anya's like, oh, if I get a dog, we can have a dog date. And then, therefore, we can bond between dad and Desmond. It's like, win-win. Oh, and then we get the slightest little bit of a clip of Bond being in a shelter and the reason I said earlier, like, as to why I have an idea of where the show is going to go next, the skit of them getting Bond is the entire fourth volume of the yeah. manga. So either the first three or four episodes of the second core is going to be them getting Bond. Mm-hmm. So for episode 12, we literally get a filler episode of them going to the aquarium, and it's great. Yeah, so in their apartment building, the nosy neighbors have decided that he is cheating, Lloyd is cheating, he must be, because he's always working late. Um, Either that, or he has been fired and doesn't want to tell his wife, because how dare he work long hours? Um, And so uh, they decide to have a family outing. Ooting. An ooting. To um, uh, make it look like they're a real happy family. And they they go go to the the aquarium. aquarium. Yeah. And they run into more neighbors there because, of course, they do. And Lloyd has once again been given another mission. However, he can't do said mission because they run into more neighbors, except he has to do the mission because world peace is on the line. So, So, obviously, or you go ahead. Well, uh, 
So there has been a video chip, like a chip of some kind, implanted in the throat of one of the penguins in the aquarium. And he must find said aquarium and take it out and recover it so that it cannot be delivered to its final destination. And so they can find out what's on it. Um, But there's like, it's like, what, the most packed aquarium of all penguin exhibits? Like, it's like the most filled. Yes. Um, Which I don't think is a good thing. They looked very swamped in there, like... Yeah, they they did not have a lot of room to move at all, except in the water. There's plenty of water for them to swim in. However, outside of that, that was a lot of penguins. Yeah, and uh, and so he has to spot the penguin, which is where Anya uh, jumps in and is like, that one looks like it's coughing funny because she can read penguin brain thoughts. I mean, we found out that she can read the thoughts of animals during the interview episode. Mm. So that was kind of a given, but she's like, man, penguins are tricky. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She points out to one, he then grabs it, runs back, tries to get the chip out of the throat, then there's, like, chases and fights. Your... Anya pretends to be kidnapped by the dude that's <laughs> trying to get the chip, so Yor just comes out of nowhere and just kicks the dude so hard through his teeth that he gets stuck in the ceiling. His teeth stay where they are. <laughs> like, his face is gone, his teeth are still there. And just stuck in the yeah. ceiling. It's great. Yeah. It's a fun time. Wow. And then the neighbors are wondering where Lloyd is, saying that he's cheating, all this and all that. And Lloyd comes out of nowhere with a giant stuffed penguin. And it's like, oh, hey, sorry, I've been trying to win this the whole time because I thought Anya would like it. And Anya's like, Papa's a liar because he got it first try. <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, he's uh, he masks the rate himself as the new employee for the penguin exhibit. And um, he memorizes all of the names of the penguins just by flicking through the pamphlet and um, and becomes like this master penguin like handler. And and then and then so obviously he knows all the names of the penguins now, um, and so that's how he wins the penguin. But at the same time, the the actual part timer that's just started is like in the locker, and then at the very end of the episode, they're like, "We want you to be the manager. We want you to be the head of the department." And he's like, "What?" And the, the head handler there is like, "There's nothing I can teach you." <laughs> it's like you're you're to be promoted as chief. He's like, "But but." but. <laughs> And so Anya takes her stuffed penguin home and is training it to be an agent because, of course, she is. Mm -hmm. And then she tries to go into Lloyd's room. Lloyd scolds her for it. She gets upset. So they go on another ooting to the candy store so she can get peanuts. Yeah. And everyone is happy. And it's, it's, damn it, I'm sad it's over. I need October to be here now. Yeah, yeah. And they got lots of compliments on just being a really cute family in that last episode and it's cute so cute so what do you give it i'm sitting at like a nine like i freaking enjoyed this okay what are you at 10 12 12 i'm like at it yeah i'm i was i'm like i don't know it's really fun i had fun watch I don't know if it's like the community aspect of having watched it with everybody and just laughed and just, it was such a good time, but it, I have zero complaints whatsoever. The only complaint I have is that every episode felt like it was five minutes. 
I agree. The episodes do do go by quickly. They go by so quick, and waiting for it week to week just sucked because it just uh, I I can't complain at all. The show was absolutely brilliant from start to finish. It's beautifully paced. It's hilarious. It's sweet, mm, mommy. <laughs> Yeah, I've just switched it up to a 9.5 um, because that's kind of what I was sitting at, at the beginning of this episode and at the beginning of us recording. Hmm. And I feel like I'm still kind of at there now. Um, I, I'm i very excited for the next for the next episode. I like that there are some characters that are just nasty people. I would like to see some more like sustained characters that are nasty people because right now the glimpse of nasty people that we're getting are just like, you know, her friend at work who's not really a friend, you know, the co-worker. And hmm. then uh just like glimpses of bad guys we don't necessarily have a proper established bad guy yet i'm assuming it's going to be damien's dad when we finally get to interact with him but so far we only heard of him in theory i would assume it's going to be yuri because yuri is also on the cover of volume six so i think yuri is going to play a bigger part in it going forward he's kind of an anti-hero i guess or like a yuri's on the cover of volume five there's somebody i don't recognize on the cover of volume six Okay, so, so who who's to say what mm-hmm. we're in for? All I know is I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait for everybody to meet Bond mm-hmm. because Bond is best boy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. It's going to be a fun time. I God, I, I missed the show already. I can't wait to watch it again tonight with everybody in Discord. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely think that this is huge rewatchability. And I am so excited for them to find out about each other's job roles. I can't wait for those two to be pitted against each other because of a mission. Oh my god, yeah. And so it's literally going to turn into like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type thing. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited for it. Like, I I want to watch them face off for real. Yeah, it would be... Okay, I want them to face off while they're both in disguises. And then the disguises get, like, ripped off. They realize who they are. Then they team up and fight everybody else. Yeah, like it. That's, oh my yeah. god, it's gonna be great! I'm excited. And then I want time. Anya to be discovered as well. I want I want the trio to find out all of each other's secrets. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I can't wait. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot wait. Such excite. You know what else I can't wait for? What next week? Mm. Do you know why? Why? Kaguya-sama season three. Ooh! I'm so excited. I got the. So the episode was announced that it was going to be a hour long episode, mm-hmm. but Crunchy split it up into two episodes. So that kind of disappointed me mainly because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to sit through loading a second episode, but it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. It's brilliant. I can't wait to sit down and cover it next week because Kaguya has officially unseated Full Metal Alchemist as the number one anime, the number one rated anime on my anime list. I love it so much. Yeah. So yeah. Such excite. So much excite. I'm so excited. So yeah, next week we got that. Plugs. Um Blue Instagram and Twitter, Blue Lavender STM. Um, Mm -hmm. she's got an Etsy shop. I do. Uh, Take it away. (laughs) It's Blue Lavender Crafts, and that's Blue Lavender Crafts on Instagram as well. Um, I do post uh, like 
yeah, little videos of, of, of me doing the things on there. Uh, Brad is at Bradcast Gaming on Instagram and on Twitch. So you can go there and hang out with him live streaming. If he's not live streaming himself, he often mods for other streamers as well. So you can often find him hosting streams on his channel of friends of his and where he's modding. Yeah. And yeah, we have stuff for the podcast, Be the Anime, on all social media, including Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that jazz. If you're on YouTube, you are one week one week behind from when we release our audio-only episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite listening platforms, etc. So if you want an extra bonus episode, head on over to list audio-only platforms and catch up a week. Um, although next week then you'll have nothing to listen to. Ha ha ha. Uh, yeah. So, um, that's, that's it. That it? That's it. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. Oh yeah. Website, www.bnbanime, where you will see links to literally (laughs) everything. Yeah. All of our shit's there. Every bit of it. So if you Mm want to see a backlog of all of our episodes, links to all of our socials, you'll find it there. Now, is that everything? That's everything. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week, Kaguya-sama season three. I'm excited. Yes, me too. But until then, catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.